What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 350 of the Geeks Over Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! And this week, we're geeking out about not E3, basically. Basically. Yeah. Uh, movies getting patch updates, because that's now a thing. And The Witcher. Henry Cavill's The Witcher. Not just, uh, you know, some other Witcher. It's, it's Henry Cavill still. It's all video game TV stuff this week, too. Yep. Oh, Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose. I could have said video game TV shows. It's all good. Which is the thing everybody wants to see anyway, so. Yes. Um, <laughs> the other one, I don't. I have twisted feelings on it. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's, let's go. Okay. Yes. That was good. Yes. All right, I had to get into there. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the games we've been playing. Um, I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I don't think that I really have anything to add that I haven't said already. Um. I know that I'm at a point where I probably need to beat it. Uh, How many, um, generally speaking, hearts in Sama do you have? Oh, I thought you were dungeon. I have one heart. No, I've done one dungeon. <laughs> uh, I have ten hearts, and I'm like one thing away from having two rings of Sama. Oh, okay. You said how many dungeons so, you did? One. One? Yeah, okay. He has one left, right? So well, you gotta I keep... I probably like it. If I finish those, <laughs> I was gonna say the thing about this game that makes it different than Breath of the Wild, and again, speedrunners prove me wrong, maybe, but I haven't watched a speedrun because I only just beat it, which I'll talk about. But um, I it, I really do think you have to like actually do a story. You actually have to like yeah. do these other dungeons and slash temples or whatever you know um, to get to the end. On like Breath of the Wild, that whole shtick is you just go right to Hyrule Castle, you can beat Ganon, right which is. Which is awesome, and so that's what makes Tears of Kingdom a little bit different. It's like, you don't really get that option, mm-hmm. I don't think. The one thing I am doing right now is getting all of the uh, memories. Oh, sick. Yeah, and definitely do that. The master, uh, getting the master sword. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be light spoilers, but... Um, and then I'll probably go to the dungeons. So I'm not, like, bored, bored with it yet. I'm just, I can feel myself winding down, and I'm like, because I'm just wandering. I really need to get going. Uh, I think that I will rekindle that when I when I start playing it really again. Yeah, I think... I'm not playing it for hours, spurts of nothingness. I think I kind of was getting to that point, too. Um, granted, I'm way farther than you and over 100 hours in, but I was getting to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really have any goals right now, and the goals that I do have don't actually sound very fun, because honestly, I haven't been enjoying the shrines that much. And maybe I'm enjoying them just as much as in Breath of the Wild, but I feel like I'm enjoying them less. I'm very tired of these Eventide-style um, shrines where they just take all your stuff. <laughs> I'm Every time I walk into one, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, but I can't just <laughs> ditch all of them. Like, I do, and, you know, I kind of got to the point where I had enough hearts that they were easy, but I still didn't like doing them. And then some of the puzzle ones also don't make sense. I don't know, maybe I'm stupid, but I feel like some of them don't make sense, and I don't like this <laughs> one where it's, like, Eventide. It, for me, it's a stone, bringing, a, like, one of those green stones... Mm-hmm. up to another like shrine to get it to unlock or whatever those drive me nuts and like they take so much more time yeah me than like a puzzle one yes so i've been avoiding all of those i'm like no if i have to like do work i'm out yeah but i had like 26 hearts i had um all full stamina and then so basically what i was doing and i had done all the you know temples and dungeons and stuff right and i was running around and i was uh being like 
Gleox, King Gleox, uh, other stuff, and I'm like, you know, I can do this, but it's not very fun, honestly, to me. Like, and I think it was mostly I because I... My eyes on a King Gleox I need to beat. Yeah. I will beat it. Yeah, I haven't actually beat that one specifically. I've beat two others. I didn't realize there were two others, so I... Uh. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, and I kind of got this realization that feels stupid to say, like, in hindsight, but at the moment, I think I was still trying to convince myself that I, like, needed to do all the things, or explore all the things, or invest time, like, everywhere. Like, I did all the shrines in Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I did all the stuff. I, I did lots of stuff in Breath of the Wild, right? Like, I, I tried to do all, like, the major quests. I did Terrytown. I did a lot of stuff. But here, I was like, I don't really... I think I'm done. You know, I don't need to do everything. I don't need to get all the clothes. I don't need to do everything... Sorry, there's so much trapped. to it and it literally is kind of like you can do what you want in a lot of ways that definitely gives you the freedom to uh kind of do like what you find fun for the most part unless yeah. you find dungeons fun because you do have to do those but i didn't yeah i don't know i don't know what it was i love classic zelda games but for some reason i didn't really love these zelda puzzles i don't know they're Actually, quite similar well, to old Zelda games, but I think I, I just something about it I just wasn't liking. It'd so. probably be better if you were given some kind of item that was like. Yeah. I guess you kind of are. You given an ability, but kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean though. I don't know. Something about if, that, like diving into a dungeon. I want a hook shot, and I don't know why I don't have a hook shot. I don't Dude. know. Dude, that comes up oh, later. Man. But like, this game is made for a hook shot. You're absolutely right. That is. Oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I thought that Breath of the Wild, that was my favorite part of all Zelda games. You get the hook shot and you were just flying around. Yeah, I feel like I do miss that aspect a lot. I never really like verbalized the or tools. thought about it that hard, but I think that's like very specifically one reason uh, or one thing mm -hmm. I really miss in old Zelda games is you go into a dungeon, you know you're going to like get to a point where you finally get this item and then you're just going to yeah. be able to like figure out the rest of the dungeon. Like things don't always make sense right away, but you're like, okay, that probably has to do with the item I get. And mm -hmm. then eventually... You get it, then you can do the rest of the dungeon. And, like, some of the items, like, you don't really use much outside of the dungeon. Some of them you do. Like, I remember getting, like, bow and arrow is, like, a huge deal in a lot of games. Or boomerang. Yeah. Or, boomerang, yep. like, oh my gosh, boomerang and phantom hourglass is, like, so fun. Because you could literally just draw the entire path. And, you like, you have to do cool, oh, cool. puzzles, basically, like, around that. Where you have to, like, light torches. You catch on fire, but you have to, like hit to the torch first, and then light the unlit torch. It, like, stuff like that, like, I find it so fun, but um, that is just completely missing these games, because I don't count those abilities as, like, items. They don't really... I, I don't I don't really equate them, right? So... Mm -hmm. But anyway, I beat the game. Yeah, I guess. I didn't make that connection, <laughs> but you are given something to... And then you have to use that throughout that dungeon to, to kind of figure it out. Yeah. But I... I also went with the water one, and that's probably the lamest of the... It's so sad! Because... <laughs> Um, Sidon's my favorite character, oh, yeah. or one of my favorite characters, and I'm like, why do they have to do him dirty like that? <laughs> why can't they give him a better ability? Uh, like, bro! Yeah. <laughs> um, they definitely anyway. could have done, if I could have brought, like, a waterfall down on things. That Something, would... I don't I. it's really lame. It's really upsetting, but, or like, uh, really or, or cool like swim waterfall, up, and then you can go up the waterfall. And or like, even swim up waterfalls again? They do give you yes. that ability, but oh, separate. Okay. Yep. So Sinon should give me a waterfall to wherever I want want it to go. <laughs> yeah, attack enemies. They could have made that really cool. That could have been neat. But anyway, um, so I beat the game, yeah. and yeah, great game. 
I'm glad it's over with though because I think I'm ready to move on to other games. I have mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 demo downloaded and maybe try that. I Ooh, might I do Miles Morales because I've been... I was wondering what was happening. I was like, yeah. it released? Yeah, it's, it's just, just a demo. demo. Yeah, it's just a demo. Um, okay. So I I'll want to play back. the demo. I also want to play actually Miles Morales because I've had this game for a long time. My husband beat mm-hmm. it, but I actually haven't. And now again, watching Spider Verse for the second time, um, I'm like, I just need to play this game because I'm in a big Spider Verse, uh, Spider Man mood. So I might do that. Anyway, I just feel it's like I obviously had a really great time with the game, but I'm glad it's over with. And I envy those who can just endlessly roam around and do everything and do and like it are love exploring but i just i don't know i couldn't but i already put over yeah, 100 no, hours into it so no desire to build robots and things like no exactly same i it mm-hmm. just never would work honestly like every time i came up with something it was like this doesn't work and i'm like well okay thanks <laughs> that's enough about cheers of the yeah. kingdom though <sighs> moving on <laughs> yeah okay um, um I'll also mention Session oh, cool. Zero. I played a little bit of tabletop, kind of. Um, and it's my first Session Zero Zero I've ever done. I've never played, did a Session Zero with any of my other um, like campaigns mm-hmm. that I've like been a player as. And I think they are definitely a must. They oh, I fully agree. Good. They're super helpful. Yeah. Just like answering any questions, that. establishing stuff, building characters. We had a Session Zero recently for our Star Wars campaign. Um, so we haven't started yet, but we had our session zero, and that was really helpful because now we're all like kind of on the same page on stuff. And yeah, some of us, like me, I'm like super fresh to it. Like some of my other friends have already played that um, system, but like it was really, really helpful to just kind of be like, this is kind of how it works. And we can like, we even started a little bit of the role play. We started a little bit like the dice rolling, got to practice that a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I'm finally starting to get this. So yeah, That's sessions awesome. one's very important. Yeah, we went over like, Lines and veils is a thing, so it's like a hard line is something that like um, you don't want the story, and then a veil is something that oh, you yeah. don't want detailed. Uh, that was really cool. Setting Wait, boundaries like, is huge. Yeah, uh, did a few uh, like boundaries outside of that too, which is something that we've never really done. Um, well, like pet peeves, all sorts of different things like that, and then uh, over like homebrew rules, uh, and then we also did a little bit of uh, the role playing. So we did. Uh, I just brought him to a tavern, uh, and it was like we just got done with something um and this like guy that hired you is like buying you all drinks and you like are asking each other questions just to get to know each other um and it's so perfect it allowed, like, allowed cool. the players to kind of um be their characters for the first time and it helped me as a dm kind of know who their characters are going to be before we we start playing mm-hmm. it was it was fun um so yeah, the next session the session one will be in july and i'm very very excited Highly recommend if you've never heard of Session nice. Zero. Check it out and do it. Good stuff. What else have you been playing, LJ? Yeah, so I've been playing Ocarina of Time. You guys are talking about the tools. Yes, sir. Um, yes. Hookshot. Uh, yeah, so I really felt that experience with... Um, it had been so long that I didn't remember like the Jabu Jabu's belly like dungeon. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking like at first it was kind of one of those things where I got to it at the end of one stream a few weeks ago. And then I was like, okay, let me go back to this, you know, like next week, it's a good stopping point. And so I finally did. And then when I did, I like looked up a small thing, just like, okay, what do I need to do to get started? And once I got that boomerang, oh, wow. It was just, once you get that tool. It all just clicks. mm -hmm, Yep. Yep. And uh, it's, it's super good. Uh, I did really get to share a cool moment. Um, 
I had my nephew watching because I did like a day stream. Um, and so he got to see me do all the, uh, like he's been getting into Zelda. Like he and his mom have been playing like Link's Awakening, you know, like a couple nights a week, whatever. Um, that remake. And so like it was cool because like I, I haven't really showed him Ocarina of Time because I'm like, this is my Zelda game. This is the, I basically told him like, this is the Zelda me and your mom grew up on. And so I put the stream out on in the, in the living room and uh, he got to watch me do the whole you know, changing, you know, the time, the time jump and stuff like that. And just getting, to oh man, part, so cool. Yeah. And so getting to that part was really cool for me too, because like, I haven't played, I haven't really maybe played that part in almost two decades, you know, like, and it was just cool to like replay this game. And so like, it was a neat, like hit of nostalgia for me too. And just like, oh man, like it made me tear up. Almost like I wanted to tear up. Cause I'm like, man, like this is my game. Like this is, this, it was really special at the time, so I'm like, this. It, I, I'm so stoked I'm playing through it again. That's so um, cool. Just because it's cool to see those fond memories, like, stick, like, and to be able to, like, play most of it for myself. Because it was a game back when I was a kid where we all passed with the controller. We all did stuff. My brother had the old the old strategy guide and everything, too, you know? So it was just one of those things where I'm like, wow, I'm, like, re-experiencing this game all over again. But I'm still remembering it so much, too. There's, there's bits and pieces I don't remember, and there's bits and pieces I do that I can do off the top of my head, like, no problem. Um, so it's, it was just really cool to uh, get through that part again. So I'm, this week I'm going to be starting the Forest Temple and stuff like that. Um, the way it's been going is I'll do some outside activities, then I'll do a dungeon or a temple or whatever. Or at least start one or something. I beat the Dodongo's Cavern dungeon in, like, 30 minutes or something. It was so quick because I just remembered it off the top of my head. Um, it was nuts. Like I was surprised how quickly I, I, I speed running. <laughs> yes, I was just like, dang! Like, I didn't expect that at all. Because I, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get to it tonight, and then I'll start back up next week. And I was like, nope, I'm just gonna keep playing through this until I beat it. And so the Dodongos one took me like, yeah, it was quick. Um, yeah, so Ocarina of Time is so cool to replay that. I'm replaying it on the Switch for the you know, Switch Online stuff. So, um. Yeah, and so that, um, the other thing that I've still been playing a lot of, been in my brain ever since, like, I'm kind of stoked that I've been, like, usually when I get done with a game after I review it, I, like, take a break from it because I'm like, okay, I've played it for two and a half weeks. But I have not stopped with Street Fighter. Um, still playing the crap out of it. Um, I can. entered a, a tournament yesterday, a local tournament, and uh, it was super fun. I placed ninth. Um I tied, like, with two other people for ninth, and so it would have been one of those things where yeah. if I won one more match, I, pr I would have made top eight because then the other two people were ahead of us were tied for seven, seventh place. Mm. Yep. So I'm just like, it was <laughs> it was so wild. Um, it was cool, though. Like, there were so many people. There was people that are, like, there's, like, a greater, like, Louisiana, like, Discord where it's, like, people from all parts of the state are involved in it for, like, the fighting mm -hmm. game community. And then there's the one for just, the, like, the local venue. And so many people, like, it's a Smash. They are prim they primarily do Smash, like I said. I think I said last Yes, time. sir. But, yep. but they they host it, you know, and so it's really cool. There's people of all, all kind of levels uh, that came. And Street Fighter was the biggest, biggest turnout. I didn't think about doing them, but I maybe should have just for fun. But they had Guilty Gear Strive and Tekken 7. But I'm like, I hadn't played those games in so long where I'm just like, I'm lasered in on Street Fighter right now. I don't want to play mm -hmm. anything else. Like, so I was like, I'm just enter the one. Um, the, the biggest turnout was for Street Fighter. We had people that didn't even compete. They just came to watch. Um, so, nice. and, and it was ninth out of nine out of, so I placed ninth out of like 16 people. Um, aside, you know, so it was fun. It was, it was neat. Um, 
first person I played against, I won a, um, I won a few rounds, uh, which was felt good. I'm like, oh crap! I, I at least it wasn't like a shutout. Like I won a few rounds. I was happy with myself. Second person I played was pretty new to the game. Primarily played Smash, but uh, really, really cool, really cool person, really cool dude. He's like, he, he's like, hey, you should come to the Smash nights. So I was like. I'm down. Yeah. Like, I'm like, so it was just neat. Like, we love our Smash was, community. And it, it was cool because, like, I mean, he's like, I've only played this maybe like twice, and so he's like, you know, and I showed him. I was like, yeah, pick the modern modern controls, and I it was kind of cool. Like, I was kind of telling him some stuff as we were playing. He actually did catch me with her round. Um, I mean, he picked Ryu. Ryu's so good at anti air and just everything. You know, sure. Ryu's an all uh, he's an all around balanced fighter, and I and. I kind of got a little cocky for a sec, or not cocky, but like I just kind of started. I got too comfortable. I'll say that, and so mm-hmm. I ended up losing. I ended up losing around, and I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I cannot let that happen." So I ended up winning. I ended up. I was like, you know what? Okay, it's time to time to time to go hard again. So mm-hmm. I <laughs> like I helped him out, um, but then I so I ended up winning that fight, and then the the round I got eliminated in was cool. I fought against a, a DJ, and um, he's a character i don't fight against online often because you you're usually fighting two main characters i'm fighting online are the people that are uh, that you people are usually simping, simping for basically is like cammy <laughs> and and jury basically um and a few other like more common fighters but um it was fun though it was a really good time um i went home yesterday thinking like at first i was like oh i'm gonna give myself a break from street fighter but then i also went home thinking like i just want to play more street fighter again just so, keep like, going <laughs> lean into that oh, my man. mind was so conflicted i'm like and, i mean i ended up playing something else just to like rest my my brain but i was like oh i low-key just wanted to go play more street fighter when i got home um it's good though i'm i'm enjoying it and it makes me so happy um, to see different people trying Street Fighter and like you know just you know maybe to fill spots in the tournament I don't know but like but just it's cool like a lot of people compare the modern control set to Smash because basically it's you got your light medium heavy then you have the one button where you basically you push that in a direction and that's basically one of their super moves or whatever yeah um, and so it's it's really simple like they, like that's what everybody compares it to it's like oh you know smash like that's simple like that you know and i'm like oh okay like and it makes sense so yeah that's that's it that's what i've been up to in gaming cool mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, you been playing anything else I think it's... nope not yet but hopefully i'll have something to talk about next week besides choose the kingdom <laughs> nice <laughs> Same, maybe, probably not for me. <laughs> Let's get into the gaming news, though. LJ, I know you got a lot. Yes. To so this was the not E3 week. Um, summer Game Fest. Yeah. So I'm gonna go through some highlights of the Summer Game Fest first. Uh, let's see. The first one I kind of I know I'll definitely be picking picking up day one is Sonic Superstars. They have a new Sonic game. It's very much in the vein of like the old 2D ones. But you can play co-op with people with a bunch of people at once. Um, so yeah, it looks fun. cool. Like I already know fun. my nephews. My, I showed my nephew as soon as I got home from work. I'm like, we're gonna play this. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna be playing that. They did show Mortal Kombat one gameplay, which look is looking awesome. More Baldur's Gate news for the D and D folks. I mean, even if you're not into D and D, Baldur's Gate is still a classic game. Um, yeah. Spider-Man 2 got a release date for October? Yeah, I think October, like, 20th. Um, Sandland looks cool. That's a game with that was designed by Akira Toriyama. Um, 
Let me see. Let me go through here. Um, oh, in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, they showed a lot more of that. That is coming out early next year. Um, so if you if you loved the remake, um, then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is um, that's coming. Uh, and then yeah, so that's Summer Game Fest. Really, there's a few other smaller things in there, um, but that's kind of those are the the big things for sure. Um, Let's see. Let me go move on to the Xbox showcase. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about here. There were so um, many different showcases. And there was and... a lot of little things. Like, there's some cool, really cool indie games that are coming out. Like, I'm not even going into those, but the Wholesome Direct had, like, 80 games or something, I think. Yeah, yeah and there was also um, there was also Devolver Digital one. There was, yes, uh, Devolver had a direct, uh, had a um, show, showcase. They had an accessibility one. That one I watched part yes. of that. I didn't get to watch all of it. But anyway, it's like there's just mm-hmm. there's so many games. So many. <laughs> so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, what's re- I I find it a interesting task. Anna has logged everything for our video game department. So yes. if there's if there's anything like somebody on the team wants to cover, like they can basically like we can make note of it, and then that helps our, us PR folks, me and Derek. Um, that helps us be able to be like, oh, we have people interested in this. Like, let's go and request it, or let's go and see. I love these moments too because I still get I get a bunch of PR emails as these events are happening. So it's mm-hmm. like really cool. Um, let's see. So we have uh, for the Xbox showcase Avowed, which is Obsidian's new game. Obsidian did uh, Outer Worlds, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We have Clockwork Revolution is the newest game from... Oh, that's not that we happy few people. Uh, that's for, from In Exile, which basically looks like Bioshock Infinite um, in a good way. Uh, I'm just going down the list here, but the big thing that they opened up with was Fable. There was a cinematic for <clears throat> the new Fable. Oh, Fable. <laughs> and cool. that's, that's looking kind of cool. It's looking very unique and interesting. They're still keeping the humor. It looked like it was partially like modern time, too. <laughs> so I'm really curious as to what that direction is going to be. Um, let me scroll through. Uh, Senua Saga, this is the one that you guys are probably most interested in, or at least Cody is. I'm um, very interested, yeah. Yeah, I, I never finished the first Hellblade, but what I played, I enjoyed a lot. This game That is... game uh, taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that game is that's going to be huge. That's coming 2024. A lot of these games on on this showcase, on the Xbox showcase, are coming 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. South of Midnight looks cool. Um, that's from Compulsion Games, the makers of We Happy Few. I think um, that that was a cinematic. Uh, we got a lot on Starfield. Um, Starfield. Mm-hmm. That game is looking really cool. Um, the conversation around that is, I think we're having in gaming chat, is like, it's going to be another massive game. And yeah. Everybody's, everybody's like, man, I'm just playing through Tears of the Kingdom still. Like, I'm just like, yeah, um, I'm down for something like that. I haven't really, other than Diablo, like, just killing a bunch of stuff for hours on end. Uh, that's that's going to be a massive game I'll get into. Um, let me see. 33 Immortals I only make note of because that was th- that's Thunder Lotus. That's from the makers of... Um, Spirit Fair. Uh, oh, they sweet. Ha- they have, they kind of, they're getting back to the, more of their action roots. Um, but it's basically a top down action game. And it's it's going to be 33 player online co op, basically, where you're going to be able to fight all these battles and bosses, like with, thir- with a bunch of like 30 other players at the same time. Like, it looks really neat. 
Um, let me see what else we got here. Um, oh, Like a Dragon. Um, basically, Yakuza. Uh, teaser for a new Yakuza game. That was quite hilarious. And then, looks like we're getting into some of the... Um, on this news page. We're getting into some of the Persona stuff. Oh, so man. The the leaks were... Well, the leaks are all confirmed. We're all confirmed. The Persona 3 remake. Or, not Persona 3. Um, yeah, Persona 3. Persona 3? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, got mixed, I got mixed around because there's so many like re-releases um but yeah so there was a persona 3 remake um there's a persona 5 tactica which is basically like fire emblem tactics style but like Like, say no more fire (laughs) emblem and persona my two biggest anime loves or video game loves i guess i should say yeah oh man but uh that looks interesting i'm like that could be fun um yeah and then uh I think the thing, my theory is that Atlas let those two things leak, I feel like. Atlas let those off. Because I don't think, at least I'm not aware, that uh, this metaphor, Refantasio. Such a weird name. This is is some Shin Megami Tensai level stuff going on here with this one. But this is their new IP. And so this isn't a new Persona game. Even though it does look like the UI and stuff like that looked... So Persona Five. It looks um, pretty cool. Yeah, but this looks lie. bonkers. Uh, yeah, um, so a lot of people are excited for this. Um, I think it's a good time for them to introduce a new IP too. I think because it's like so many people got into Persona through Five and everything like that. Um, yeah, uh, so those Persona Atlas, the Atlas games are—they got a good partnership going on with Xbox right now. I don't know what it is, but. The all those are gonna supposedly be on PlayStation and stuff like that too, so it's not just like Xbox that those are gonna pop on. Um, the other thing I'm excited about is Payday Three. It's time for me to get my, my old crew back together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I played so much of Payday Two; it was ridiculous. Um, a few years ago, that's coming to Game Pass. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's kind of it for. Um, let me finish scrolling through. Oh, Cyberpunk! I guess they have the new expansion for that. That looks cool. Um, and a Monkey Island crossover with Sea of Thieves. That looks that's pretty dang smart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that's. I saw the Lucasfilm logo or the Lucas Games logo when they first did that, and I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot Monkey Island. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, and then they also introduced a new Xbox the, uh, Series S that's going to be $350, and they're going to, it's going to be a terabyte now, but then everybody's like, well, why don't you just get the Series X at that point, or just get more memory? So, who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. and I think, um, yeah, so that's it for the Xbox Showcase. I'm going to go right into some of the Ubisoft Forward stuff and Capcom stuff. These got dropped today, and I barely was home from work for an hour before we started the podcast, so I didn't get to look at everything. But the highlight, I think, for the Ubisoft thing that got announced during the Xbox showcase is Star Wars Outlaws. And that is a adventure game, basically, uh, looks like Uncharted, but Star Wars to me. Which doesn't yeah, sound like cool. a bad thing. Like, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I'll have to watch their gameplay thing in more detail because i like skimmed through it just because i wanted to see what it was like yeah for me it looked almost more like 
Star Wars, Assassin's Creed, or Star yeah. Wars, some sort of open world kind somebody of. Said, yeah. Somebody said Grand Theft Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Grand Theft Tatooine. Yeah. Of which probably uh, the Assassin's Creed thing is probably more accurate. I just, from what I saw, it's it looked very Uncharted Adventure-esque. I saw very little of it. Look, hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let me check here real quick. Uh, more st- stuff about Assassin's Creed Mirage, which like, I'm on board for that because you know, it seems like it's going to go back to old school format. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to see. Oh, the, the new Prince of Persia game, uh, I think it looks really cool. That got announced during Summer Game Fest. That's right, that is, yeah. That is a, um, they're going back to a 2D platform style, but it looks so awesome. Like, it looks super cool. Like, something like Celeste or something. Like, it's just going to be, like, super fun, like, locomotion style. Like, just, you're going to be moving through those levels pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I saw there's, like, a, some, uh, laser, oh, okay, never mind. Um, uh, there's, like, of uh, the makers of Castlevania are doing a new sh- are doing a show. I guess this got revealed during Ubisoft's thing. Oh, cool. Um, that let's see. Oh, Avatar. Apparently, there was stuff about Avatar oh, Frontiers of yes, Pandora. Frontiers of Pandora. I was looking for this. I need to go and I'll watch this later. Um, <laughs> there was just too much to like watch. It was all a lot. Of it. That's what I and see. I was like, I'm barely scrolling through some of that, but it sounds like that is what um, that was the Ubisoft thing. And then Capcom. I really don't think there was much to say about Capcom. Um, talking about the extra EXO Primal thing, Dragon's Dogma Two, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney trilogy, which uh, I think those are def- those are definitely spinoffs of the Phoenix mm-hmm. Wright. Um, and I think that's it. Ghost Trick demo. The new there is another new Capcom game that got revealed during Xbox that looks so crazy. I think that's it. I can take a breath now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot though. So much more. There's again, there's really cool. There's a lot of cool indie games that I really want to check out from these other showcases too. So that's about it. So much, yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's well, hard to absorb it all and like yeah <laughs> some of these games too yeah. i mean like i feel like so conflicted about persona 3 because it is deserving of a remake but yeah, it so... sounds like they are they're not taking some stuff from fes and they're not taking stuff from portable so there's no like femme protagonist and um they don't have the answer, which is kind of like an extra story bit from FES, which granted I've heard everyone said it's terrible. So okay. I've not played it. People are complaining that's not there, but they also said it was terrible. So I'm kind of like, are we really that going to complain about that per se? But I think but it would have been nice let to... You, at least let you play as the female protag or something. Like if you're going to remake the game, yeah. you must have done that. Like, it's yeah. just, it's disappointing that it's not, it's very clearly not meant to be a definitive edition, even though it's a remake. Yeah. So it's a remake of the original Persona 3 game. <laughs> I think they are adding a couple things. Like, I think I heard, and don't call me on this, but I think I heard that they are going to keep the, you get to control the party members, because that's something that wasn't in the original. Um, yeah. So And that was actually introduced in Portable. So it sounds like that, I believe I've heard that's going to stay, which is like, thank goodness, or otherwise I probably just wouldn't get the game low-key. Because I kind of yeah. need to control my party members. I'm, I'm just too <laughs> used to that personally. But um, 
As someone who just bought Persona 3 Portable recently and started as the male protagonist just because I was like, oh, well, I'll play female afterwards because it's my first time playing. So mm. I just want to, like, have the original experience, kind of. But now I'm like, well, if I want to get this Persona 3, new Persona 3 game, I don't want to play the game same, same game twice. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is, even though I actually am, like, fairly... I'm not far into this Persona game. I'm far enough that it's a little bit kind of, like, sad to restart. But I think I am just going to restart... Um, and then just go with the femme uh, protagonist instead, just so because I want that experience. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am not about to play the game three times. Like that is not happening. I'm like <laughs> twice max, probably. So so it's like I'm excited about Persona Three. A little bit sad it's not a definitive edition. But if it was a definitive edition, then my purchase of Persona Three Portable would actually be pointless. Right, I right. suppose. So I guess I can't be too mad. It's just like, it's kind of weird feelings. <laughs> I'm kind of like all over the place. But this new IP of theirs looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably get, I'll probably get all of those, right? I'll probably get that. Um, and the Persona 3 remake. And um, their new, their yeah, their new IP. I was going to say Persona 5 Tactitia. Yeah, I'll probably also get that. I'm also like, please guys, can we please have any hint or indication of Persona 6. Why do we have to keep milking Persona 5? Like, how many yeah. spinoff games? Like, granted, Strikers was awesome. Really oh, like Strikers. Strikers. I'm waiting to finish the first one. Or the but, original, though. Yeah, but I'm like, gang, like, how many spinoff yep. and sequels can we have of this game? There's, like, dancing. There's you know, you know Q2. The one they, you, know, you know the one I would accept, though, is if they made a new arena. I know, they're not, and they're not even doing <laughs> arena. Yeah, that's what's upsetting. That's I'm just one, like, That's the one they should have done. I'm sure Tactician will be fun, especially for someone like me who's used to that style of gameplay with Fire Emblem, but I almost would prefer Arena, low-key, because that's I'm more iconic, I think. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's I just kind of want to do Persona 6. I'm really interested in that, and everyone is, but especially now I it's very obvious that's, that it's going to yeah. be years and years and years away. Like They, they, they do not care. They're milking this cow till it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah. We'll get into uh, the movies then. I did get to see. Uh, I keep on calling it Into the Spider Verse, but it's Across the Spider Verse. Across right? the Spider Verse. I, I, I just call them all Spider Verse now. Uh, I do also matter. just refer to Spider Verse. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's Spider-verse. the first one or the yeah, second one now. I'm like, I'm just I'm watching Spider Verse 2. I feel like, I don't know, Into the Spider Verse just makes a lot of sense for this movie specifically because he, you know, goes into the Spider Verse. No, he goes yeah. across it. He goes across it. <laughs> The last one was an introduction to it. So in his way. Yeah. Into it. Anyway. I feel like the Spider-Verse kind of came to him in the first movie. Yes. yes. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> it kind of did in this one uh, too, Loki, but anyway. Yeah. How'd you like it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I really enjoyed it. Okay, I it was awesome. a lot of fun. It's so good. good. You are correct. Yeah. Your opinion is right. <laughs> the, uh, um, obviously there's cameos. I won't go too far into it. One of them was especially surprising to me. Um, bold choice yeah and i was really sony go crazy yeah and i um there was a lot of them there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff uh but that was just that was in particular um and i think my favorite my favorite line uh is in the beginning of the movie so it's not too spoilery and it's, it has nothing to do with the story is uh the actually i suppose this is meta commentary on modern art oh yeah yeah i like that one too because it was it was meta commentary of meta commentary. 
I think my favorite line, just off the top of my head, which also just I'll say with zero context, so it's not spoilery, is when Miles just says, imagine that. I don't know why, it just kills me every time. I'm just like, bro, you're hilarious. Uh, but no, it's it's really, really good. Um, it, we were talking about this before the podcast, but I really enjoyed that the first movie kind of established this aesthetic. And yeah. you can kind of see that, that aesthetic's somewhat being copied a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that in Arcane, kind of, and then uh, the new Ninja Turtle movies kind of getting this. I would argue it's uh, it's pretty different in TV. There was even a few because... video games in the like showcases recently that I'm like, ooh, that looks kind of like that style, like that. Into the Spider Verse is very comic book esque. Like even yeah. the mm-hmm. the shadows and the way that like the rendering is looks like it's off a, co- a comic book, and they do that on yep. purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas TMNT looks painted. It looks like everything is painted. Which I think is, and so when you say like, I mean, animation, sure, it's similar animation is sort of like controlling frame rates and using that as a, you know, controlling how cool that something looks. But I think aesthetic is very different. I would argue. Okay, I'll have to. Uh, That's fair. I just feel like Mm -hmm. Spider Verse really started something. Yes, I agree. So I'm, I'm seeing that it's kind of like there's the other things are like we want to do that too, Uh, and so then you have this movie, and they didn't do. It's like they established more. Yeah, um, they went crazy. (laughs) Yeah, they could have just done the same thing, and it probably Mm -hmm. would have been just as amazing to watch if they would have just gone stuck with the the art styles that they did with the um, first movie. But they kind of expanded upon it in really crazy ways. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so cool and it's aesthetically there's not, so much going on not it's just so with cool. the visuals like these visuals are amazing i mean come on the, the color theory in some of those scenes like blew my mind yeah. I was just, oh my gosh so, the soundtrack is so good too like, but exactly the, the soundtrack film, the mm-hmm. scores like are just oh i geek out because spider-man 2099's like theme the like you know the like stuff that like when he sh- appears and everything yeah is like is like totally inspired by like Spider-Man Unlimited. This cartoon yeah. that like doesn't even really matter like according to like everything Spider-Man because mm-hmm. it's so different. But I'm like, oh, it just sounds like the intro to that show. Which I'm pretty sure he's in that show. I'm sure well, that's why. I think he's in it. It's, yeah. And it's a weird alternate like universe. So it's not even like Spider-Man 2099, but it does take a lot of cues from it. So I'm like, that's kind of a neat callback. Like, you know, so it's, Sweet. Just, it's a really good soundtrack. Yeah, and I love the like, yeah. you could so easily tell like who and what were from different like places because of the aesthetic but like again not just because of like the visual but you also like the actual soundtrack like would change depending on like where they are or who they're Mm -hmm. with um and i just think that's like so cool because you kind of get used to how the first movie was right and i love the first movie obviously like so good the whole aesthetic the whole time with the soundtrack and everything um, but you kind of get used to that and, and, and like, oh, the, but this is just Miles. Like, that's just all about Miles. And now you get this movie where it's about all these other characters, too, and all these different other places. And you get to basically it's, it's like a window into their universes. Right. It's like mm-hmm. with not just the visuals, um, but also with the sounds and the, and the music. Um, that's really cool. I've been listening to the soundtrack or I've been listening to the um, albums. So recently. Nice. <laughs> Good music. Yeah, it is so incredibly done um it really is kind of like an art piece in itself like it's, it's just like it, it doesn't feel like a movie it almost feels like it's i don't know just separate from the movies that we're used to watching especially like we, i watch a lot of like live action stuff i don't watch a lot of animated stuff mm-hmm. um but the animated stuff i do watch all of this like like any disney animated movie 
feels like a Disney animated movie. Right. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Or DreamWorks. You know, most DreamWorks stuff feels like a DreamWorks mm-hmm. thing. And I think maybe because there's so much, so many different art styles and things going on in this, that it just, it feels like, it, it's so much more unique than anything else yeah. out there, animated-wise. I think what's cool about this movie, too, and the first one, you can apply to the first one as well, is that mm-hmm. you can have visual eye candy on the screen and also have good story and characters. You can mm-hmm. have both. And you could do yeah, both definitely. really, really well. Like, I think still, like, comparing this to, like, the Mario movie, it's like, what was even in the Mario movie? Literally just references <laughs> and eye candy. And what's this movie? A yeah. lot of eye candy, a ton of references, but there you it's like it almost isn't what you're paying attention to because it's a great so, story. Like to me, it you is, can do yeah. an amazing story and a good visual piece at the same like, time. Like great, mm-hmm. super fleshed out characters. Like they introduce yeah. new characters in this movie and they already feel like so fleshed out. You feel like you know mm-hmm. them already, like you've known them for a long time and you care they about did them. Such a good job, yeah. And yeah. yeah, but it's like I I'm so tired of this weird sort of idea where it's like, oh, well, it's really good because they had all these references. Wow, aren't references amazing? I'm like, references are fine and fun, but they're kind of like the icing on top of a cake, like or the frosting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you still got to have a good cake under that or else it's just pure sugar and it's just gross. And then afterwards you're like, what did I just eat? Uh, at least maybe that's just for <laughs> me. Maybe some people love that. And like Mario was kind of that similar feeling where I'm like, listen, I enjoyed it, but what did I just eat? Like, I'm so confused. Whereas this movie, I'm like, oh man, buffet like it was amazing yeah mm-hmm. yeah mario's like straight up junk food basically compared yeah to basically that that, uh james gunn like hate to say that he's right because he's he's talking trying to type up his dc universe sure um with it but like he was like superhero fatigue isn't real it's just that superhero movies have been bad lately he was like yeah. guardians 3 is a really good example of that of like that was a good movie and it was a superhero movie mm-hmm. but he actually cared about the story and across the Spider-Verse, they care about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that happens, you mean James Gunn? You have a, did I say, what did I say? It's not, well, it sounds like you said James I Cameron. James Gunn. I think I'm like, I meant James, mm. Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. DCU. Okay. Okay. Guardians sure. I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, why is James Cameron <laughs> commenting <laughs> on that superhero? Why? <laughs> why is makes he makes way up? more sense. That's no. coming from James Gunn. Yeah. James Gunn stated that, um, here at superhero fatigue isn't real. Uh, and that's kind of him trying to sell his DCU because he's like, it's so cool. Trust us. Um, <laughs> but Guardians 3 yeah. does kind of prove that, like, if you make a movie that the story is actually, like, good and they actually put thought into it and it's not just this bone it in mm-hmm. story, um, we will go to the theaters and enjoy what we're watching. Uh, and I think Across the Spider-Verse kind of does that, too. Obviously, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. But the intertwining of all these different storylines and pieces and... I mean, they had to juggle so much, and they still made it. Like, so it's so well done. It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they've got one more movie, so we'll see at least. We'll yeah. see how. Uh, hopefully, they don't mess it up in the third act. But uh, literally, right a third now, act. It's, it's been home runs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far, everything's been been amazing. Um, I feel bad for. Tom Holland trying to make Spider-Man 4. Yo, I do too. I do not care about MC Spider-Man at <laughs> all, bro. I like already kind of didn't care, but especially after this movie, I'm like, dude, there is nothing yes. that MCU Spider-Man can even offer me right now that it, Spider-Verse it you, isn't giving me. Yeah. It makes you realize how much of a mess that trilogy kind of is. Like, totally. not that it's bad, 
but it's yeah. definitely a mess. We were questioning timeline stuff during the first movie. Like, you know? Like yes. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, just, it's like anything... I'm just saying, anything you liked about No Way Home, anything you even liked about, honestly, even the other two it's MCU not, Star not, movies, like, this movie... These two movies, I would say, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, simply do it better. Anything you mm-hmm. like from those movies, this just does it better. So I'm like, why not just watch these movies? I mean, it's fine if you like those movies. Literally Obviously, couldn't. it's fine. But, yeah. Like, he's gonna have to give up the Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. And Spider-Man. Like, there, there's, you can't touch this. Like, don't go near this. Or no, I agree. A failure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> like, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man. <laughs> um, we'll see. I guess I just read a thing that said uh, Spider-Man 4 script is going well, according to Tom Holland. Uh, cool. Okay. Which is surprising. Because then, then the I saw he's. Read yeah. Go. Was he's taking a break from acting. That's what I was going to say. Back to Spider-Man 4 is if it can top Spider-Man 3. We'll see. I mean, if you want think... Spider-Man three, there's anything can top Spider-Man three. Yeah, well, I would argue. I <laughs> no, I <didn't. laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like Tom Holland's best place probably is in other people's movies for a while. <laughs> Just lay low, Tom Holland. Lay low. Be in a Daredevil movie. I, I love Tom Holland, but yeah, I kind of agree. It's not his fault. It's it's the writers. Go it's do, something go else. Do he acts his heart out or something. It's never his fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing you could, like. What do we do? I guess we put him in the Spider-Verse. That seems to be working. It would be so bad. It just wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. Not gonna work. He needs to be... I'll watch a Daredevil movie, then, and then he can be in Daredevil Then there was, the stuff, be cool. mm-hmm. there was the stuff about Amy Pascal saying that they were gonna... I don't know how true this was. I think it was just red carpet talk or premiere talk. But then there was all this stuff that came out like after the premiere of her saying, like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a Love Action Miles thing. And I'm like, that news did not last long at all. Like... Yeah, yeah, so I that remember. Kind of, that kind of worries me too. I don't know. It's all it's all pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what LJ? You watched the uh, into the first the, one. Yeah, I I don't yeah. really have anything much more to say. Like, um, but watching, it's a work of art. Watch it. Well, yeah, <laughs> watching the first one after because like well, we had my nephew over and I, and uh, I put it on for him the other night because I don't think he'd seen the whole thing. I know, he, like he knew enough, like to like enjoy across the spiders but it tripped me out how like this one they're like they went really hard on across the spiders like not that they didn't on into the spiders but it's weird like seeing like what an inv- what an advancement the second one is compared to this first one that was absolutely mind-blowing at the time like i was just oh like, I, yeah totally i remember coming out of that first one going holy crap crap what did i watch like that was yeah. so cool and then this one like i mean i did the same thing at the end of the second one i was like oh my gosh um yeah. so it's just weird like i'm not like i don't not that like not that i'm saying like oh this one's bad now because it's not but it was just it was it's weird almost seeing... i remember when i walked out of the theater the first time watching because I, I actually watched spider purse again this last weekend mm-hmm. and i and again because Tears of Kingdom has been in my mind. I'm, I was like, you know what? This kind of does feel like, like you can kind of compare like Into the Spider Verse and Breath of the Wild, like being so amazing at its time and still very, very good on its own. Yeah. But now you have the sequel, and somehow it's made that just so much better, and you had no idea yes. that that was possible. 
Yes. Um, and I'm like, this is like kind of funny timing like, how this is working in, out. Into the Spider Verse seems like such a like even with plot like the plot is I mean the story is fine like it's but even yeah. like it just feels like a much more basic movie compared it to is. Across. I like, agree. And it's so weird to say that I'm like this is not like this was not this way when it came out like yeah. But just in, yeah now you're comparing it to what it is yes. now and you're like oh like, my gosh is, yeah I'm like this is crazy so cool yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have much else to animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I was trying to figure out how to like bring this in there if it mattered or not, but uh, I think it's worth throwing out into the the ears of people. Uh, at work, everyone's been talking about My Hero Academia, so I've been watching My Hero Academia, and uh, we were talking about there. I guess they're doing a live action on Netflix, maybe. Which sounds terrible. Oof, that's always but, a bad idea. Yeah. And they've made animated movies before, and they like the animated movie studios usually give them like they're all. Um, but how great would it be instead of a live action to just give my hero, or I think Demon Slayer would probably get a really good um, results out of this, but give them like a Hollywood budget and just let them make really good animated movies? I would love that. <laughs> yep, that sounds like um, a better investment. Yeah. How cool would it be? Or like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the big anime is right now, but just big animated movies. Probably my hero. My hero. Good question. I actually don't know. I feel like I'm a little anime. detached from the that that the anime scene, scene right now. Right now, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know Demon Slayer was real big for a while, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And then, uh, I like I said, all. My coworkers talking about it's like a season. The last season of Demons or uh, My Hero has been. I feel like yeah. I was gonna say I feel like My Hero. It's almost like a love. I don't know, like a love, not love hate thing, but it's like I feel like it's been like it started off really high. Then I think there was a season or so where it people did. were down on it, and then it got. That's like a resurgence. Yeah. Yes. Last few seasons, like, now, it's crazy. Yes. Now there's kind of a resurgence. Yeah. But I don't know. It doesn't even like even Dragon Ball Z. Um, I don't know if I need another Dragon Ball Z movie, but that would be well known enough that if they made like a Hollywood budget Dragon Ball Z movie that was animated and not live action, um, they could like bring in such a crowd. It mm-hmm. would make money. Well, these anime studios make anime. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, I want more animated things. All right. Um, and then Shelly, did you mention that you watched it twice? Yeah, and she did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd watch it. Tw- I, I watched it a second time. Te- I've been tempted. Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, <laughs> I saw. Well, at first, I saw it with my husband's and friends. Then my sister wanted to watch it. She didn't want to watch alone. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go see it again. Sure. Nice. No sweat off my back. I um, but uh, yeah, it's it was cool watching the second time because I definitely caught way more stuff uh, and noticed way more things like you know, relate to the themes, relate to certain characters. Obviously, I'm not going to dive into any of it because it's spoilers, but I thought, I'm like, man, like, how's this how's this movie even better on a second watch, bro? Like, and it's so funny because <laughs> my, I had told my boss, right, about this. I had seen it a second time and then later today, he actually texted me because some someone he was following um, tweeted saying that they feel like they're only getting all of the movie after watching it three times. And I'm like, yeah, I do feel like it's that kind of movie. It's not like a movie like Inception or, you know, where it's like, oh, you have to think through like everything and you only understand and like catch these little hints and stuff after a rewatch because you know what happens now. It's more so like you start to see the 
themes come through way more. You already know what's happening, mm-hmm. so you can pay attention to other things now and and like little details and um yeah. It sounds a lot like listening to an album to me. Like you know, you can't just listen yeah. to it once. You gotta you know you gotta catch it a few more times to hear every little thing or word or beat or whatever you know. No, like exactly. I think you detail. totally. That's like a really good comparison. I think is is definitely like a listen to the album first time you're like oh my gosh and then watch listening to it a second time it's like a little bit of a different perspective it's still amazing mm-hmm. but now you're kind of like oh i didn't catch this or mm-hmm. oh i didn't think about it this way because i was so paid attention to this other thing or you know whatever so yeah um i do think that's a good uh, sort of segue into our news though because the first time i had watched this movie i kind of struggled to hear some of the dialogue especially in the beginning and i thought i you know that was totally a me problem. I thought, man, I, I never even like talked to other people about it because I was just like, you know, I can't really tell what's being said, but you know, it's fine. Like the movie's going to go on and um, it's going to be fine. And obviously the movie went on and it was fine. But um, <laughs> there were other like articles coming out about how other people couldn't hear um, at that beginning. Like something about the audio mixing was like, just made it such a way where the music was really loud, dialogue too quiet, something like that. Um, and I thought actually pretty valid. I was like, oh, so I'm not crazy that that was kind of like a struggle to listen to. Um, so what they're doing now is they're actually sort of like releasing like an update or like essentially Patch. patching it, um, <laughs> the movie to, to fix the sound issue. And I know some theaters have been told specifically like, like to turn up the volume at that beginning part and then turn it down later or to like do some sort of mixing on the fly. But I think what they're doing now is actually like essentially patching it as, as a movie which is like crazy to me and honestly i don't know if it had already rolled out or if maybe i just was able to pay attention better because it was a second viewing like that could totally be it but that second viewing i literally went to the same theater mind you i was at the same theater and i swear i could hear it better the second time around so i thought that was kind of crazy awesome. but um anyway that's just kind of a weird like thing to think about um <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm glad though, right? Like, if that's the worst part of the movie, is that you can't really hear the dialogue sometimes. Like, that's not too bad because there's so many movies and shows out there that you just like can't hear at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that is that is a unfortunately a normal thing. So I actually think it's cool that they're listening to fans. If anything, if they have the power to make a fix, it's crazy that they have that power. But I'm glad that they're actually doing that. Um, because, hey, I'm not even hard of hearing. Like, I'm perfectly well hearing. And if I'm the one struggling, like, other people are going to be struggling more. So I think it's really cool yeah. that they, they listen to fans and they're like, hey, we want people to be able to, like, hear that. And maybe they just didn't catch it. I feel like it could set a bad precedent for future movies, you know, that games have. I really hope that's not the case. I feel like that's kind of an extreme example. Um, but maybe in the very far future, I, I hope that's not the case. Imagine, like the first half or the first half of the of the um maybe like for a couple weeks and movies out they have like one ending mm-hmm. or certain scenes and then they change it like that'd be crazy like anyway that's just weird to think about um <laughs> but that's it for that and then the other thing i want to mention for movie news is that the uh director slash directors i think for the super mario movie um are actually making a flintstones reboot movie they're making and it's not i don't know if it's actually going to be animated or not i assume it will be just because it's flintstones but i don't actually know 100 (laughs) i I mean it should be for sure but um it sounds like it's going to be like a reboot kind of origin story of like 
the Flintstones coming together, making a family kind of thing, which I think is cool. Um, I think that's fine. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Flintstones is like reaching back. I don't know. Like I haven't seen a Flintstone thing in for some reason so i think long? of that like weird grinch animated movie that they did a few oh like gosh. a few years ago like the that was kind Benedict of cumberbatch like, yeah so i i almost see it like that kind of like i don't know like mm-hmm. just this weird thing um, it is it is kind of a weird thing and but i mean as far as reboots and and old ips and old media to pull from I guess you could you could definitely do worse than Flintstones. You could do more disrespectful than Flintstones. If anything, Flintstones kind of been dead for a while. No pun intended. But um, <laughs> uh, so I guess yeah, sure, bring a little reboot. There's there's no, I don't think there's any Flintstone stuff for for the youths right now. So sure, sure. Let's except for <laughs> except for vitamins and gummies. Uh, that's where I know the Flintstones from, man. Like when I think of Flintstones, yeah. I do not think of the show. I do not think so, of like merge. I Flint- think of multivitamins. That is what I think fl- of. You were a Flintstones kid. I was a Flintstones kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole catchphrase. So yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad I'm not the only one with that experience. I feel very validated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Flintstones. Uh, that's all we have for movies. Really, we had a lot for video games. We talked a lot about Spider Verse, but as we far did. as movie news, we just don't have much, so we can move on. We'll get into TV then. Um, I've just been watching My Hero, so I'm on season. Three. <laughs> what have you guys been watching? I've not. No, no shows for me. Nope. Nothing. Real Jay. I binged two shows in one in one week somehow. Um, what? Nice. Only, All right. <laughs> only because they were a season long, um, and they weren't very long. So the first one I watched, super funny. It's it premiered on like Amazon's freebie thing, but all of them showed up on Prime. Um, and it's Jury Duty, and it's basically the whole concept is there's one guy who thinks he's signing up for some documentary about like the court system, and then eleven other people that are actors, and they tell you this going into the show, everything is fake. The court the um, like the court case is fake. Everything it's all rigged around this guy. And it's basically an experiment just to see, like, how he does with everything. Um, a lot of the actors are pretty no, no-name no actors. I think there's one of them that I kind of recognize in, like, one or two things as a side character. Mm-hmm. But the best part of the whole, to me, is my favorite, is James, Marst- James Marston plays himself. Um, basically okay. the guy who is in Sonic and um, Enchanted and yeah. X-Men. He plays off of being himself and being such a mid-actor. So It's so funny. Because um, he's like telling the guy, he's like, I think I recognize you. And then he's like, yeah, like X-Men, Sonic. He goes, oh, I heard Sonic was bad. Like, like or he's like, I heard somebody told me that wasn't a good movie. Which, that part was weird to me. Because I'm like, I think everybody agrees Sonic was a good movie. Um, yeah. But then there's, there's things like, oh, it's just, there's so much that happens. And it's one of the most randomest things. And it's all stuff that would probably not even happen in an actual, like, case. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny. If you have Prime, I highly recommend it. It is almost a really cool social experiment in, in a lot of ways. Because there's the actors have to, like, you know, they have to act and do things based on what he does. And um, they kind of go into, like, I mean, yeah. So they, they kind of show stuff later on that kind of, like, gets you a behind the scenes look and like how how everything had to play out and it's 
it's so good. It's, it's a recommend, easy recommend on Amazon Prime. Yeah. The other thing, and it's funny because usually I'm watching some something super geeky or whatever. Like, so that's just like funny comedy. Like, nice. Yeah. This, Always good. This this other thing I watched was a documentary, and it's kind of, it's like almost a true crime kind of a thing. Um, but it's called the Curious Case of Natalia Grace, and it was about this little girl who had dwarfism, but then also. Um, she was adopted, but then also there was this whole stuff about how she could actually be an adult. Um, and all this crazy stuff. This happened in Indiana. Um, it's a wild case because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they kind of start you off, like, you know, they, they definitely have you believing different things across, like, a couple episodes each because they're not, like, they're, to me, they're not being biased because they're making you think one thing and think another. Like, they're trying to, like, they keep, like, they kind of have you think one way, and then they could be like, oh, well, let's move forward and see if how your thought changes on what's going on. Huh. Um, the parents are, like, so it sounds like there's a lot of drama with um, the age thing. Um, that's, like, yeah. the big thing. And then it becomes a thing about a court case about neglect and all this stuff. Um, and it's just one of those situations, there's no, at, by the end of the show, that's still an ongoing case, there's no guilty party. I mean, there's no innocent party. Man. Everybody's oh, just, like, man. there's... Everybody's guilty of something to uh, to different degrees or whatever. Um, it's wild. Um, yeah, they end up, like, it's, goes, it's one of those things where it's, like, they don't really know what to do with the girl. They end up getting her an apartment because they change, they legally change her age. And so that's where the issue comes up is... That's so how old was weird. She, how old was she when you rented her this apartment? Was she actually a kid or was she an adult? And then it becomes this whole thing. Yeah, and it becomes this whole thing about, okay, who's who's in the wrong here? What really happened? Um, it's it's wild. I think it premiered on the ID channel or the Discovery channel um, before Max, but then it got but then it got kind of big because it popped up on Max. Um, it's still an ongoing case. And it's funny, Derek has a slight... Con- uh, we were talking about this on um, in the Backlog Golf Chat. Derek has like a slight connection like or just like a like i guess one of the kids of the parents went to the same grad school or something so it was kind of weird hearing because i'm like i mentioned it the other day that i was watching he goes okay this is freaky and so i'm just like so i got him watching it now too in parts Mm -hmm. and so it's just it's so wild um it's this it's yeah it's that's and that's basically like it's super nuts um but if people are into that thing because i know true crime and documentary stuff is like a weird popular thing these days yeah because the uh the duggar documentary is out right now too yes and and that's what are watching and that's what got me mentioning it was joe mentioned the duggar documentary and so i'm just like which is also oh messed up i didn't i haven't watched it but i have friends who are watching it and were telling me about it and i'm like oh my gosh yeah so this is just equally insane it's just yeah, that's that's about all I can say. If anybody really wants to watch it, it's on Max. Um, a coworker recommended me both of these shows, and I told her today I was like, I haven't binged two shows in within a week in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, crazy. Cra-. <laughs> I'm like, it must be good because I told her offhand. I'm like, I'm not really a documentary guy, like, but it was more interesting enough to where I actually finished this. I didn't finish Tiger King. I was like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm um, like, I finished it. To, right, so to, to me, it was much more interesting than Tiger King, um, if that says anything. Um, anyway, that's about it. Sweet. 
We'll get into uh, the TV news then. Just got a couple things here. Mm-hmm. One of them is the trailer for Twisted Metal. Uh, oh, that's right. Made by Peacock. Yeah. Looks like it's made by Peacock. Anthony Mackie. Um, yeah. That's all I say. I'm like, ah, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> I want to know his, like, agent. Because I feel like he's just given real bad roles. <laughs> Um, yeah, rip. Yeah, like it's never him. Like he does good. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. I think definitely. he does well. Um, he acts well. I don't know. He did amazing. Where like what he was given in Altered Carbon, and mm. what he was given was garbage compared to the season before it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This bad. this scene they showed though, I'm like, what is going on? Because. Twisted Metal is you get in a car and you shoot stuff, right? Like, so I'm yeah. just like... Yeah. And it's... I think it's supposed... This is supposed to be set in, like, what, Vegas? Yeah, like, so I'm just like... Oh, I don't... Like, it. that whole interaction between Anthony Mackie's character and... Spooky, so so I'm like, what You've is never this fought outside on? of your car, have you? <laughs> yeah, and then, like... So isn't, like, one of the Deadpool... I think one of the Deadpool writers is involved with this, right? Like, I don't... I yeah. Don't, so it seems, in hindsight, it seems very similar to that, like, kind of humor. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, I this is so. so, like, I kind of wanted this cheesiness out of it, too. I'm like, this is going to be so <laughs> stupid, but in, like, I hopefully, like, a, the best way possible. Um, but just that whole interaction and the, uh, the thong song and everything was like, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it, makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense, but I was laughing anyway. I'm, like, I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. I want to point that out. Yeah, I, like it doesn't know, necessarily. I'm still intrigued. You can I still watch it even if it's not very good. I can't mm-hmm. say it looks good off of one scene, like, you know, but like, cause, especially this scene. But I'm like, this is stupid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in a funny, I, in a funny way, I'm like, you showed us like probably one of the most goofiest scenes in the whole show. <laughs> I'm assuming, um, maybe not. Maybe they're like, this sets the, this is the sets tone. the tone. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong either. Like, if this is the tone, like, I think I'm I'm okay with that. But just like, yeah, I gotta see more. Yeah, I. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I. Yeah. I. Uh... Anthony Mackie, man. <laughs> uh, I was just laughing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you hit them notes good. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like... I, don't, I want to blame Peacock. I, I haven't watched anything good out of Peacock yet. Um, the only thing... Twisted Metal, I'd have a way... I was going to say, the uh, only thing Peacock has that's good is The Office. That's why people get I Peacock. Watched, I got Peacock because <laughs> I thought I was going to get back into wrestling in the last couple months, like, for the pay-per-view events, and I've not watched one since I've even had it. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep Oops. it around for... Twisted. I'll, I'll keep it around for Twisted Metal. There you so, go. I, uh, if Max had it, I would be like, it's going to be awesome. Um, same writers and everything, I would be like, this is going to be okay. Uh, this, I don't know if it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else I am excited for, though, uh, even though we're we're getting to the end of an era, mm-hmm. is Witcher. Uh, we got season three trailer. This is still Henry Cavill. It's not uh, Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Henry Cavill was either fired or quit. We really don't know what happened. <laughs> a lot of at first it was he's going to be Superman now, and so he needs to quit his TV show job so he has time to be Superman, and that didn't happen. And now the reports are like, and Henry Cavill's come out and said that he does this, but that they had kind of a fight on set because he would refuse to make do scenes that were against the source material. So um, 
Henry, how, how Henry Cavill of him. <laughs> how very yeah. Henry Cavill of him. Uh, our hero. Like, if he got fired for that, then every fan, of course everybody's going to be like, no, he was the right one. Yeah. Um, if he quit because of it, then we still have his back, um, and he'll be missed. But we have him still June 29th and July 27th. There's two volumes for season three. Um, I'm assuming they needed a little time to rewrite the, the last part of the season uh, so that they could get rid of him and have him transform into Liam Hemsworth's uh, Geralt. Mm-hmm. Soon. <laughs> Gerald. 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 <laughs> Gerald. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm excited for this season. Season 3 is going to be cool. Uh, I will probably... I, I might give season four a chance but it might be my like farewell to we gotta see some we gotta see like some footage. yeah i don't want to say liam Hemsworth is gonna be terrible without looking at it and seeing how he does i just can't picture um, him we just can't picture him as Geralt right now i'm more worried about the writing and stuff like if Ooh, yeah henry cavill was actually keeping everything together um i don't trust netflix with a lot in these days yeah can't even trust him with my own account i mean Yo, no kidding. Yeah. They were, oh they were hitting me up. They were hitting me up this morning um, about paying more. Yeah, I'm like, no, nope, I'm not making any more accounts. No. I've marked everything as my household, and y'all aren't taking any more of my money. Nice. <laughs> um, I haven't been on Netflix, so I don't know what that's all going to look like. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on Netflix. So we'll see. I, uh... yeah, it'll be an end of an era. We'll we'll see about it. Like I said, I don't trust <laughs> Netflix's creative choices yeah. very much. So. But season one was real weird, and that was, you know, that wasn't a perfect season either. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? I think that's it. No, not me. Right. I'm good. We will end the podcast there then. Um, Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me everywhere on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at LJ the Paladin. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram, at Cody Armor. Um, and on twitch.tv slash Geeks and Race sometimes on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love the podcast, though. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.